Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello and welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt. And I am Sir Ezra. And friends, we are back. My gosh, the dragon has been reborn. (laughs) Yes, as you sound a little better than you did yesterday. Yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. I, uh... (laughs) Uh, I took, you know, I took some tea. I did some some herbal stuff. Um, again, I'm I'm not a channeler, so I just and I have no one nearby that can heal me. So I'll do the best I can. Absolutely, yeah, guys. Uh, just kind of fun. We were we were gonna sit down and record a few videos here uh, for YouTube, and we said, you know, we're just gonna do it live. So we were got, we got about an hour here, and we're just gonna kind of do. We got some, we got about four questions we're gonna be diving into today uh and just kind of see what happens and where we go this is why you got to make sure if you have that bell notification on over there on youtube boom you immediately see as soon as we go live so uh we were just going to record a podcast we said you know what we can do this live so as the big question my friend yeah the question of the episode i think that's going around on twitter and everything is Nynaeve the dragon wow um and it's a great question Right. It's a great question because she sure looks like it. I mean, we just had we just had Logan who proclaimed himself to be the dragon. We have now full spoilers here. He has been gentled, my friend. He God, more rain was in awe of his power. She questioned, is he the one? Are we wrong? Are we confused? Does the shadow know who the dragon is? She and Lane are trying to figure it out. So here we go. Uh, in terms of them, just this is so important. You can't get this wrong, right? You have to find the dragon. And you don't want the dragon to turn to the shadow. The dragon needs to be allied with the tower. The beautiful job that they did, where in which Loghain was, was believed to be, um, the well, we know that it was the corruption speaking to him, right? But was 
had individuals, former supposed dragons speaking to him and talking to him. So it, it's just such a great episode. And is she the dragon? Here's the, here's the answer to that question. We don't know. We don't know. Some people want to say, no, she's not. Some people want to say, yes, she is. I'm saying the wheel weaves as the wheel wills, my friend. All right. And yes. she may be the dragon reborn. Yeah. Um, certainly. I think that the, I think that the show is doing an excellent job of teasing this um, and, and getting everybody excited for it. And I do think they're making, they're doing a great job of building excitement and hype for the show. Obviously book readers are going to come in here and say, hold on a second, Nynaeve, the dragon, but, I watched it with a handful of people who are watching this for the first time and they're convinced right now that she is yeah, because they've been, they've been talking about the, the, this, who is it? And remember we kept seeing all this promotion material talking about it, it. It could be a male or a female. And so I think it's a really, it's just a cool, it's a cool way of building hype and suspense for the show. Um, I do not believe that the show will go down a, that drastic of a change. Yep. from the books to make Nynaeve the dragon, but for to not potentially go super spoiler here, let's just say that uh, just because you may or may not, just even if even if any of the characters you're following right now do or do not end up becoming the dragon, let's just say that uh, all of them get some pretty cool powers and all of them yeah. are very important. And the entire five of them are extremely important for the entire plot and all need to essentially be there for <laughs> the final battle. It was about all of them. That's, that's what this story is about. It's about this whole group. And it's hinted at when Moraine says, I think it's in the dragon reborn that she hasn't given enough attention and time to certain Taviran. So again, she's confused. They, they've showed they're showing this in the show uh the the shadow is also trying to figure it out which of these three in the book it's often these three taviran matter which one pot on fane is the hound hunting trying to figure it out and so we zero in on them but even there that where there's confusion and then they split up and go separate ways so Nynaeve was one of those who wasn't counted in right who was someone who was not going to be i mean was taken away by a trollic believed to be uh, dead and moraine is now seeing like she just saved everyone's life she saved, she saved all their lives. She is a total badass, 100%. And the power, we're going to talk here in a second just about Nynaeve's power level. Spoilers ahead, friends. It's massive. And they just showed that. They just went ahead and flexed on us in this episode, and it was, it was, it was something to behold, right? Yeah, so before we get into this, um, let's just say these, these include crazy spoilers um, again, I think a lot of our majority, the majority of our listeners are um, book readers. So I don't mm -hmm. think this should be too necessarily too, um, too sort of uh, too sort of spoilery territory here. But we're going to dive into a little bit of power levels just to under understand. Mm -hmm. um, and I uh, because there there is a scale that exists that Robert Jordan, you know, made and it and you can find it on the wiki. Um, I'm not going to screen share because I don't want to totally spoil everything uh, if you're just sort of a show watcher here. But, um, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that Moraine says is that when they're talking about Loghain, they're talking, uh, Lan asks a question, is he more powerful than Egwene? Right? Mm -hmm. Which is, defin which is definitely uh, interesting and, and to even sort of consider that. So, again... This is potential complete and 100% total spoilers here mm -hmm. uh, for for sort of this power scale. Now, the way it kind of works is it ultimately it's kind of like golf. The lower you are, right, the better. So you so if you you want to be like number one on the scale, right. so the scale goes all the way to number one, and then it begins to count again from six down to like plus plus one. Uh, and that is the male side because there's only a handful of male people who ever see channel. And then also the males are, we see are much more powerful than the women. Mm -hmm. So um, at level 13, 
right, is where you have uh, like Suwan, who we'll we'll see in the next episode of the show, right? I, I believe, or the episode after that. Very, we know she's in season one. Who's the Amarlin seat? And then you have Moraine. So this is like your peak Aes Sedai. Right. Your, 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 your pinnacle prime Aes Sedai is at this level 13 power. Then we go up quite a bit of steps. So at level eight, so you think like eight out of however many, I think it goes all the way down. It goes all the way to 72. So at eight of 72, and then you have the males even above that is where we get a Gwaine. So do you think in the show verse as already do do you do you think that Moraine right now thinks Egwene has the potential or is already more powerful than her? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, than Moraine herself? Yes. Yeah, I think so and I think that's that's the whole thing. Lan keeps asking, do you know which one of them it is? Who is it? And you're just starting to test that. They're just starting to kind of figure that out, getting her to use the power uh, with the gemstone. So then later on, uh, when she sees Loghain, her eyes are wide. She's even more confused because now Leandrin is there, uh, Karina, they're, they're, they're shielding him. They're saying, can you feel his power? Alana is like, this power is immense. Nothing like they had felt before. They're shocked by it. And she's felt Egwene. She's sensed Egwene. She's, none of the other um, Aes Sedai know what she knows in terms of of her power and finding these Taviran. So she actually can, is the one who can sort of compare, right? And goes in and feels Loghain's power. It's not just about the power, but um, it kind of is. I mean, it kind, of, it kind of like whoever's the most powerful, we need someone super powerful to go face the Dark One. And uh, it's somewhat of a tell. It's it's somewhat of, a, what, somewhat of an indicator. So yeah, she, she sees that he's super powerful. So I think that's why she hesitates, asks that question. He's far too old. This would not fit. This doesn't work. But yeah, so she goes in and kind of um, does a, does her own little power, I think, analysis, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I th I think it's interesting. I, I I definitely think it. I definitely think the way they're doing it right now is interesting with the teasing of who potentially will be the dragon, uh, and and the way that's going to go. So ultimately, to sort of answer the question, do we think that Nynaeve will be the dragon? I guess I'm going to have to say no. I still do ultimately believe it will be Rand, but. Let's say again, and I'm assuming if you're watching at this point, you are a book reader or perhaps you're a show reader. That's fine with a few things being spoiled. Uh, so we'll yeah. continue on just a little bit here. So as I was saying, so Egwene is at what is considered level eight out of, I think, 72. So quite a bit more powerful than Moraine, who's at 13. So then we go all the way up to three. And that's where Nynaeve is. So Crazy even though Nynaeve jump. is, is even though Nynaeve, I don't think we'll end up being the dragon in the show. Nynaeve is absurdly powerful. Abs I mean, right. you saw in the episode that a little bit of the anger comes out. I always joke on the podcast that she's the Hulk, right? Her power mm -hmm. comes through her anger is when she, when she really sort of channels. I mean, Nynaeve is the, is the third is in the tier of the third most powerful female channelers that exist. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, man, it's huge. I mean, that's the thing. We've, we've already seen her early on, even with her block, be able to defeat in the books, Mo Gideon and, and, and things. So we know that she's extremely powerful. Um, full spoilers here. We, we know what she does later on with her healing abilities. We know what she does with Rand, um, different things that involve cleansing. A lot of cool stuff that, that Nynaeve will do. And she is just super powerful. She's someone that you could count on. Rand needed later. So it's, it's, such, a, it's such a big deal. There's also this cool connection for book readers between Loghain and Nynaeve, right? That is what I think is just fantastic. That Nynaeve is there when, you know, she, they're, they're almost like you're comparing a Gwaine at first to Loghain. And then this nobody shows up, this wisdom who has emotional connections and ties to land. Land gets hurt. She hulks out super saiyan spirit bomb the whole thing goes nuts yeah. <laughs> right so that's, that's that's super cool he now is sitting there going like wow she's super powerful i think what folks are gonna look to is like i thought Logan was more powerful right people are gonna say is is that not is that not the case and it seems like she was doing things that 
even he was like, whoa, I, I, I pale in comparison to that sort of is what it seemed like. We didn't really hear him say that, but it's, it was the vibe you got. Right. Um, uh, maybe, maybe the low gain that's, that's, that's going right now um, hasn't, hasn't really tapped into his full power. Yeah, for sure. That's what we are thinking too. And also when he, you know, his arc goes on and, and we'll see him kind of uh, come back into important plot, uh, plot points later. So yeah, maybe he, you know, his strength will, will grow, become more, uh, and that will be interesting to see. But right now, it's just a testament to Nynaeve, big-time testament to her. It's a show-off. It's a major flex that she has these powers, and she is more powerful than anybody in that room. It's, that's, what the, that's, the, that's the vibe I got. There was no one in that freaking room more at powerful. At that moment in time. Yeah. At that moment in time th- th- than she was. Even though she has the block, right? That's right. the that's the big deal. She's dealing with with we'll find out later as a wilder. She has a block and so on. So that's pretty cool. Now, uh, Moraine is that person who is trying is will be able to like we like we're trying to do here power scale, and say yes, she's had a stare down with Rand, but she mentioned in this like unless they're shielded, she really couldn't get a good sense of like his power um, necessarily, and she can with Egwene. So that's where Lan was that you brought up earlier. Lan's asking that question, um, who is more powerful type of thing. So, yeah, ex- exactly. And just keep in mind, you know, we, we they, they still in even in this episode, they still did sort of show Matt. Right. As also being a candidate. Right. And we and we haven't and we haven't really seen seen a lot of stuff like that. So let's actually dive into that now as. Um, and let's talk a little bit about Matt's sickness and sort of, we're going to do a little bit of an explaining here for maybe some new sort of people that are kind of confused or what's going on with that. Again, this is spoiler territory because we're obviously going to go and, and sort of explain what's going on here a little bit. So again, sort of at your own, at your own discretion here. But, um, so in the episode we see Matt, he's sick. He's been a little irritated, uh, Obviously, ever since ever since he he he's picked up that dagger, and now we see him sort of coughing up, spitting up this black essence, mm-hmm. and he's he's got he's he's got to wipe it away. So, as if you want, if you would dive into this a little bit and explain it for you know some people who are show watchers that you know are are, are I guess yeah. maybe fine with a little bit of spoilers. Uh, yeah, if you're okay with that, for sure, we'll move forward here. So, again, what is happening? is if you recall Lan when they were trying, this is where Lan is. He's apologized a couple of times saying there's that good moment between him and Moraine where he's like, I lost them. It was my fault. Moraine was sick. He didn't know what to do. He had to protect her at all costs. He enters the city of Shadar Logoth, um, which was Arad Hall at one point. This was, as they said in the show, a place where Manetherin, as they said in the show, called for aid. No aid came uh, a darkness fell on Arad Hall, turned it to Shadar Logoth. Shadar Logoth, uh, actually in the old tongue, is place where the shadows wait, or simply the shadows waiting. Very uh, interesting. So when they go there, it's sort of a there's there's this blackness. Uh, this what do you, what do you want to call it? I don't even know. It's like a creeping kind darkness, of right. darkness, right? Uh, Mashadar that is that seemingly is is tainted and affected everything. It is a darkness that is different from the Dark One's power. There's your spoiler, uh, is that it's different. The Dark One's own army will not enter the city. They're afraid to enter the city because it's different, because uh, of the, there's lore behind it that it, you know, Trollocs and whole armies, and they don't stand a chance. Mashadar going to kill them all. Like, it's not something to mess around with. So in this episode, what was really cool was – to see that this, they're visually showing you the sickness, uh, the, the, the dagger's taint. In the book, it's simply just that, like, he's sweating, he's growing more gaunt, he's, he's thin, he's not eating as much, um, he's paranoid, paranoia takes over. Uh, Matt, now they're showing you he's actually vomiting in the show. He's vomiting up some of this black, uh, gross, um, as, as yeah, M- MJ Daniel said there, just kind of a gross sickness that's coming out of his mouth. We saw it coming out. Uh, in this last episode, what was interesting, and I didn't notice this until again, shout out to the dusty wheel. When I went and I, I, I was like, why is the fade hiding up there? Why is the fade up there? That fade is yeah. 
death of that dagger. If that dagger touches your skin, you're it's a, it's an agonizing, terrible death. Terror, just a, just a nick. Right. And it it happens so quick that the first time you watch that scene, you're almost thinking, you know, it's because they go Rand and Tom run into the room and there's people dead. And you're thinking, oh, my God, did Matt just kill these people because he's standing there with his dagger? And then Matt says, I see you. And then the fade comes down. And so, yeah, it happens so quickly that on a second watch, which I rewatched it this morning. Yeah, that is the case is the fade isn't moving until Tom come in, Tom and Rand come in and sort of cause mm -hmm. Matt to lose his, his, his focus there a little bit. Right. <laughs> right. Cause we originally think that Matt has killed them. We think exactly. he's killed these people and it's the fade that's striking and it's, he's, he's, he's on guard. He's ready to, to take him out. So it's like a different type of uh, darkness that is willing to consume anything. It doesn't, has no, it's not like it's going to ally with other, dark friends or no it's its own thing it's its own thing uh mordith in the book is this creature uh an individual who lives in shadow logoth who moraine warns us about in the books lan is the one warning us here because moraine is unable to speak and unable to really give them orders and stuff like that so yeah anyway so he's carried that out he's carried that taint and he's kind of unleashed it essentially he's he's walked it out of shadow logoth because it was it was it was um it was confined kind of into that city. Uh, Mordith wanted you to take a piece of his treasure out of the city to allow him to either possess or inhabit or free him in, in some way. But yeah, the, the, the Trollocs, the Fades, the Murdral, they want nothing to do with that dagger and they are very fearful of it and the power that it, you know, kind of represents. So, yeah. And I think that um, the dagger actually presents sort of an interesting uh, change that will ultimately end up happening with Matt because a lot of the characters right now were beginning, you know, they're they're already in the they're they're already in the stages of becoming the characters that that they will they will be for the obviously for the remainder of the show or in, in, even in the books. Um, although I think that Matt sort of takes the longest to get to his sort of his sort of character arc because he goes through this sort of sickness. We get a little bit of Matt before they leave Emmons Field in the books, and we yep. get a little bit of it in the show, but he's already kind of changed. They made him already a little bit d darker and a little more sort of um, willing to do whatever it takes to try and take care of his sisters. And they sort of make him a down on his down on his luck character. And he has some bad parents and he's willing to steal right to do things for his sisters. So they've, they've have altered him a little bit and now he's got this dagger and so what's interesting in the way they're doing it in the show is that his sickness doesn't actually make him feel that too far off of the character that he was before we see him in the show. Now, in the books, he will end up becoming, you know, he's, he's sort of a lighthearted, you know, yeah. kind of guy. He goes into taverns. He's like flirting with girls mm -hmm. and he's a gambler. And right. so it's going to be interesting. And of course, we know that his um, Barney Harris, unfortunately, uh, stepped out of the role. He's only going to be playing Matt in season one. And so we're going to get a new actor, which a lot of people are saying, well, if you're going to do it at any point in the series, it kind of works that they could almost write it into the show that when Matt will get healed, which I do think is going to happen much earlier than it does in the books, because it happens kind of like he gets healed a little bit and then they have to sort of do the whole thing um is that now you have this opportunity to say well it actually changed him and then you have like a different character i don't know how they're going to handle that <laughs> okay so, interesting thing and not that they would do this and I, I know they didn't probably plan for this it seems like it was something that happened after season one but dude i mean like full spoilers here full 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 spoilers okay at one point matt is like bail fired out of existence for a hot second you know what i mean like right. and ran brings them back and so yeah people come back so it's like you're right maybe they could you know not that they're going to do that but i mean i just watched land get his throat slit and it's almost die and i and someone said it in our live stream last night i never want to see that again so could they do something like that with matt is that something that they might try to do with the healing would they just say would it be implied that once he's healed or separated from that dagger he's changed in some way either way we're gonna roll with it it's just a recasting and it'll be fine but yeah it's 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 an interesting 
uh, thing to see. And I don't know how much more longer he's going to have to go through. Like, are we going to separate him from the dagger in this next episode? Right. I think we're going to tar, uh, right. Tarvalin. So they might go ahead and do that, or it might plague him further on to where pot on Fane gets it and fall Dara, you know, he might keep it and hide it from them for, for right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, we had one more question here that we were going to dive into. Um, as which is the Brigitte doll explained. Okay, so in the episode, Matt is talking to the girl and she hands him a doll and she's talking about how it's Brigitte, right? This who and so I thought we would sort of explain this character because I think for a lot of people, you're sort of just watching this for the first time and you're thinking, okay, this is a cool little doll. But the way they're handling sort of world building and in, in this, in this uh, show, I think is fantastic. Because this Brigida doll, right, is this sort of, uh, you know, obviously this girl must be hearing stories, right? She has to know who this who this character is. And we'll go a little, little bit into spoiler territory here, is that Brigitte is this sort of famous hero, right? Brigitte mm -hmm. Silverbow, okay? And she has such a cool... Uh, she has such a cool backstory as and I cannot wait until she will actually show up in the show as a let me just point to it here. Uh, let me go this way. A uh, hero of the horn. OK, yeah. 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 So let's so let's talk a little bit about her and what it means to be a hero of the horn. Uh, yeah, for sure. So she is uh, she's epic and she's mentioned quite a bit. You know, one thing we haven't seen from Tom Marilyn yet is he does talk a lot about the heroes, the great, the hunt for the horn and the heroes of the horn. Uh, the horn of Valir is something that will be sounded before the last battle. And it will call these great heroes back to fight alongside the dragon. So the fact that we've mentioned one of the heroes, that's, that's an important piece. These heroes will fight with the dragon. They will acknowledge the dragon, see him or her for who they are. And they will then fight in this. They'll be summoned by, by that call. They're, they're bound uh, to, to come back. So yeah, she is, she has showed up before the wheel spins her out. Her life is she's someone who's, who's ever coming back, back in and out of the world and, um, is at times reborn. She has lived many lives, but when the horn calls her back, she comes back as her, as, you know, Brigitte Silverbow, and she will be there to fight. She's known as having, uh, that long braid, um, kind of that, that golden blonde, uh, hair, I believe. And then she's got her long silver bow and her arrows. So, yeah, um, pretty, pretty freaking cool character. And we're going to hear about more of these heroes. I bet. I bet we'll get more heroes dropped. And normally we, we would hear that through the Gleeman. A Gleeman's tale would talk about something like this, this legendary thing that would happen. Uh, what a lot of book readers and, and fans of the series are wondering is, will we get the horn? Are we going to get the horn of Valir? later on at the eye of the world are we going to hear uh more references to heroes of the horn are they going to do that is that going to be something that's is that hard to explain uh is there a better way to explain it i wonder what rafe has kind of tossed around the writer's room in terms of the heroes of the horn and the horn of lyric they're a pretty big freaking deal okay Huge deal yeah i think i think i do think it's possible now you know again we're a little bit further into the show. We're halfway through season one. So now we can kind of really start to begin to sort of place this to, uh, together. And last night we were doing, we did a like five hour live stream. And uh, I think we sort of came to a pretty reasonable idea in that the more, you know, before this all started, we were thinking very much that we were going to have to get through some of the great hunt and, and who knew, who knows where, in order to get this, get the pace of the show rolling. Um, but I'm thinking now season one might just be eye of the world and that's fine. I think mm -hmm. that's fine. I think, and I think there's stuff, you know, it's like the plot will end up sort of working itself out. Cause there's a lot you can cut later and get rid of, you know, like circus chapters. If you want to go down that route, uh, where we, it's unnecessary to have a lot of that filling up the show. And, you can save a lot of time there. So I do think that season one is probably going to end with us going to the eye of the world and possibly uncovering these artifacts. And then maybe that's how season two starts. And then maybe season two is just going to be the, the, the hunt for the horn. Mm -hmm. It's, it's yeah. going to, it is, is it's going to be the whole thing. And then it ends 
And I do believe that you and I have both said that I think season two will be be a blend of the Dragon Reborn, which is book three, and the Great Hunt, which is book two. Uh, right, yeah, and you, you show that great graphic about the word count um, last night in our, our live stream and how, where you can combine books. But for starters, we're trying to lay a really good foundation and get a, a lot of stuff in, and they're jam-packing uh, a lot of uh, lore, uh, world-building and stuff, and just a lot of different factions, right, Wheel of Time factions, uh, into these episodes, and we're, we're getting a lot of knowledge there. So, yeah, I think you're probably right. I think we are going to get to uh, the eye of the world. There's going to be some great need that drives us there. Uh, it could be last night we had great comments about it being a ploy to unleash the dark one or some of the forsaken. Uh, it could be a trap. It could be there's going to be some changes. We don't know what they're going to be, but there's going to be something different uh, about the eye of the world or how we go about finding. Again, you guys can see it on the screen here, just just down below the ancient symbol of the Aes Sedai and the, and the dragon banner. You can see that um, on, on our screen here. Those things like that's at the eye of the world. We have to go get uh, those artifacts and the horn is there. So the fact that they mention um, Brigitte Silverbow in this episode, and it's a doll, right, uh, was cool, was was really cool. And it made, it made me believe that, okay, they're going to, they're referencing it now just to kind of, so when, when it, it comes up, up for later. yeah, set it up for later, you want payoffs. So that's awesome. We're looking for things that we're saying, we're going to get a payoff later on in terms of that character. And I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. And then she'll yeah. ultimately... And then, you know, when, when, the, when the Horn of Valir is blown, all the heroes of the Horn have to, uh, they are called. Yeah. And because the grave is no bar to their call, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah, th that's the thing. So the, um, let me just read real quick uh, for you guys. So the Horn of Valir, uh, little is known of how it works, but the effect is clear. When the horn is sounded, the great heroes of the pattern are summoned to the battle. They will serve the trumpeter, but always on the side of the light. We have come to the horn, but we must follow the banner and the dragon. This is Arter Hawkwing. He explains this at the Battle of Falma. And then at the last battle, again, uh, they come in and help in, 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 in the fight there. So some of these individuals is, is important. And we're going to need to hear about some of them. We're going to need to hear about um, Arter Hawkwing, uh, Brigitte Silverbow, Guidel Kane, uh, more. Jane Farstrider, so on. We're going to have to get some of these. I think Arter Hawkwing, so I think Arter Hawkwing was mentioned. Mentioned, yeah. He's been, I think he has been mentioned. So yeah, Arter Hawkwing has been mentioned, as has Brigida. Um, they didn't say Brigida Silverbow, but Brigida has been mentioned. So they are, I think they're doing a great job so far with all of the world building, and I, I'm loving it so far. Yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. It's it's fantastic, and I'm I'm excited to see them, you know, uh, just, just kind of keep, the little nuggets like that bring up these conversations and have us going, where, where, where do we go next? What is coming next? And with that, actually, I want to bring up one additional thing. We had a couple of things uh, jotted down. So another topic, two more topics for us, because I just thought of them. When are they going to introduce the Forsaken? When are we going to get name drops and references? Have we gotten any of those? We've just seen dreams. It's all been about finding the dragon versus the dark one this big setup here i get that do you think that's what this is all going to be about for a while like we, we're probably not going to get the forsaken mentioned in season one because non-book readers need to just come in and know that the dark one simply maybe maybe at, at uh tarval and they say he has servants or something well so far we've introduced the Aes Sedai, and we can see that the Aes Sedai may or may not be like some may be good some may be bad we've also introduced the white cloaks and we see okay something's up with these people so I have a feeling that it's like you you don't I don't know that you necessarily want to overwhelm people in eight episodes because it's like, oh, my God, mm -hmm. there's like there's like, well, there's, you know, it's like you have this guy, but he's kind of good. But really, he's over here. Then you have this. And so it's it's you can see how that can sort of spin out of control for mm -hmm. eight episodes. I do believe we will begin to explain the Forsaken, and I think we'll probably see one at the end. I think just like in the book, we will we will fight a one at the eye of the world because um, you're going to need somebody to be that sort of that's, you know, yeah. that's that sort of that sort of villain to go down right. to go to go down that um, to go down that path. So. We'll have to ultimately see how it how how it goes, but I do think we'll probably hear about one in the episode. I think it's episode six, the Flame of Tarvalin, where it see, feels like 
I think the episode description says that Egwene is going to face the most powerful woman in the world. So it seems like she's going to be talking to Suwan, possibly becoming an Aes Sedai. And so I feel like that's when we'll get a lot more explained of what it is we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, for sure. I think that that's probably what is going to happen. And it would be important to have an agent of the Dark One mentioned right at the end. Someone else. Right. And you can save that. You don't have to mention that now. It can be right last second, like, oh, it's not like Moraine sees this person and says, that is one of the Forsaken. Get back. Let me try and to I, handle this. You know? And I think I think you do that in episode seven where you go into the ways and you can say this is the dark one. You could I think I would amplify the ways a bit and have it not just be the Mach and Shin that's chasing yeah. after them. I would have it be like you could have it be controlled by a Forsaken, perhaps even Balzaban, the one that's already been appearing in their dreams. Um, and then maybe yeah. we have a maybe we fight Balzaman at the end. Maybe you don't kill him, but maybe right. you just fight him. And we escape right. or something or you or you sort of push him back. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe it's, you know, because we know like Rand. Yeah. Like has has his fight at the eye of the world. But maybe it's all of them working again instead of the, you know, being divided by a couple Agonor and uh, and whoever, you know, like we're fighting one person, which is the shadow figure we've been seeing. You know, and then later on, you can drop. There's a lot of these guys. There's a bunch of right. forsaken or 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 whatever, which would be kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So also. One more topic, because this was brought up last night, and I saw it. The comments were flying by last night in our live stream. The gem that Matt has. I saw someone talking about this the other day, and I just want to clip this up, put it up there on YouTube, get folks' thoughts. The gem that Matt takes off of this IEL, I've still been fascinated about, uh, you know, by it. There are several different glimpses of it. People are saying they believe it's a replacement for the fox head medallion that it's something that he picked off of this IEL that might be a replacement for that. And maybe we're not going to go to different realms like the snakes and the foxes, and we're not going to go see the elephant, right. Or something. We're going to just get a stone that came from Rudion or something. And it's something that can block and stop the power. We find out later that Elaine wants to see the medallion because she doesn't understand it. And she thinks she can, you know, she can create tear on Grial and stuff like that. So she's trying to figure out what is that. So I, I, I saw someone say maybe that that stone because Matt, they showed it from the back. They showed it from the front. Matt takes it, holds it up like this, looks at it. It wasn't like he just picked it up a couple of different things that were valuable and put them away. No, this was like a and it wasn't just coins. He didn't just grab a bunch of coins off of him. And again, this is an eye ailment. I mean, he grabs the little, little yeah. uh, statue, yeah, statue to, or the little figure. Right. So I guess. If they're making as many changes as, as, as they're making, and maybe you can't go to that realm to get those artifacts. You can't go get, uh, maybe that's too, maybe that's too high fantasy for folks and we, we can't go do all of that. Maybe the portal stones don't make sense. Maybe we just need to introduce traveling. There are things like that that might be taken out because it gets real high fantasy in, in, yeah. in the real time. And it might be easier just to say, that's an artifact that we found. It wasn't given to him or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that they're going to shy away from the realms and shy, shy away from it necessarily being high fantasy. But I I do think the whole trip to Rudion in in the books, I, I now that I've sort of seeing the way they're possibly setting this up, um, I think I think you actually just by the, by the Tavira in nature, once that really gets explained, which I think is going to get a little more explained in the next episode. Because, you know, this whole deal is we keep we keep we keep searching for the dragon. And eventually you're going to have to say, well, hold on a second. If only one of these people is a dragon, how is it that everyone else has all this special stuff going on? Of course, mm -hmm. as book readers, we know. But to the show audience, so you're just sort of right. You know, people who don't read the books and are just finding what's what to what to binge watch on Netflix and Amazon Prime. You're going to have to sort of explain what it is to be a Tiberian because. Well, hold on. How did Rand knock that door down if he's if he's not the dragon? How did mm -hmm. Nynaeve do this? How did Nynaeve do this thing if you know she's if she's if she's not the dragon? So you you're going to have to explain all of that. And so I think they're just going to push forward the idea of them being Taviran, and I think that gets you out of a lot of trips that we have to take to get specific objects along the way. Excuse me, Rudion being one of them. And then you can just sort of, you know, they found it because it's they're meant to find these things. They're meant to find these objects, which 
is something that automatically happens anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is. Rand fulfills prophecies because he's meant to. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure, man. So, I mean, that is right. You have to keep that that uh, element of the, the guessing game for, for show watchers to kind of say, you know, explaining to Viren and then the dragon, why they're, because that's been a lot, it's been confusing to me, which is, some people are saying there are the, like one of the five of you. The Dark Friend says one of the five of you. Moraine's looking for four Taviran. Uh, you, you now have Nynaeve back in. So explaining the difference between those two and do you have to be Taviran to be the dragon? Not necessarily, right. uh, but it's working out that that's what the pattern wants. So do you have to be yeah. an Aes Sedai to be it? Because right now we, I think we would, for, for complete show watchers, you're possibly thinking, well, if it yeah. if it is possibly a woman, then you would have to be an Aes Sedai. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A right, yeah, and that's the tower want to which is a total yourself. showism, right? Yeah, yeah, but for sure they want that, and um, yeah, it's a good point. Which I think is also, I think it's also something that's kind of interesting. The fact that they are, the fact that they're doing this, the idea that it could be a woman, I think makes it even more logical for Leandrin to be doing what she's doing and gentling men. Because if the Aes Sedai in the show obviously believe that a woman could be the dragon, then don't you think they would want it to be a woman that is the dragon and not a man? Since they want that gives them more authority to say men should never have this power. Yeah, well, I, I think that's also why they're going to take Nynaeve after this episode and say, we're holding on to her. She's coming right. with us. Right. And, and like we are now she is now our new like favorite. Like we, we love her and we need to like maybe get behind her. I wouldn't, I wouldn't surprise me if they push her further and there's whispers that she could be the one. Right. And remember Leandrin just talked to her in this last episode. So could Leandrin now be pushing Nynaeve as the dragon, which could then cause dissent between Moraine, who will, I think begin to believe it's somebody else, obviously and Leandrin and that, will also help come to the spoiler uh be warned the fall yeah. of the tower and then right. we, you know the, and the black aja right yeah and so you yeah. could you can you can go down some of those routes too so the whole i think the whole idea of opening it up to be a a woman gives you a lot of cool avenues to cut stuff up and mm -hmm. and and because we have to condense it yeah, again, they because the tower is going to need to get behind. Well, yeah, yeah, especially when you bring up the split. There's the idea that you need to get behind someone. Uh, the Omerlin seat becomes a big deal. That position is a position of power. And when the tower splits, that'll be interesting to see how that happens. Might happen a lot sooner than we think. Who knows? Um, we're definitely hearing about dissent uh, among the different Ajas already. And we see the Reds actually breaking the law and doing stuff that they should not do. So that's the other thing. Like, Loghain will want revenge for what just happened to yeah. him because they didn't give him a trial. They didn't do whatever he feels like he was what's he supposed Rob. to do. Right. I mean, help him. He's if anything. Crying. Yeah. Help him understand why he's not the dragon or whatever, but like he's, he's just trying to fulfill the prophecies and be there to save everyone in the last battle. That's not a bad thing yeah. to, you know, be right. Pursuing. And Moraine talks to him and says, why should I believe you're the dragon? And he says, I, believe i'm the dragon yeah they're telling me how to improve how to be better yeah what else should you do what else what else should you do in that situation right they, they all are like there's a loss there's there's a big loss in that they don't know and it was really cool to kind of see that moraine has that vulnerable moment with land to say i don't know because it's always in the books this moraine is super confident you should do this we should do this it's, it's, a, it's a i know very much what we should be doing but now they've put in this like, well, if she doesn't know, then how do you expect Loghain and everybody? I mean, no one knows what, what to do here. And this is why the question is so fantastic. Who is the dragon? Uh, who could it be? These individuals are, are, are popping up. Like as the last battle gets closer, the wheel is, is spinning out some individuals like Nynaeve who can, who can channel, buddy, who can absolutely channel the one power at, at a high level. So... Yeah. absolutely um okay well let's uh we've got, we got one here we got it we got a cool question here um here's the horn do you think they will explore taviran in depth moraine has dropped the taviran name once and taviran is explained in more depth on the explore tab which is part of those extended features on the amazon prime 
uh, website. Maybe they expect viewers to read. I believe that that's we we talked about this a little bit in in our one of the live streams we did. Uh, in that, I believe that when we meet loyal being Taviran will be more explained. Which I believe I'm guessing, just sort of my personal thought here is going to be the next episode, episode five. The episode title says that um, Perrin and Egwene meet familiar faces, and Rand and Matt meet strange ones. And we know we're going to get men. There's even a leaked photo of it. We know we're getting loyal. We see him in some of the promotional art. Um, I don't believe there's any promotional art that shows his face, although there are leaked photos of that. Um, but I think that's what will happen is Matt Matt and Rand are, I think the next episode is when you have them meet Min and Loyal. And then Loyal will go with them to Tarvalin, unless the whole thing takes place in Tarvalin, which is possible as well. And then Loyal's going to be with us. He's part of the group. He's there mm -hmm. in the in the promotional. You see him in the ways. You see a backside shot of him, but he is there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're. I think they're going to have to explain more of this in in the show. Um. And we need to do more than just read about it because that we have like like Matt's been saying we have to balance the idea of the dragon and then underneath the dragon you have other individuals who are Taviran and the pattern the pattern uses them for a purpose. Let me read something to you guys from the wiki just so you can understand. Uh, a little bit about this. So, yeah. Uh, Taviran are people around whom the Wheel of Time specifically weaves the pattern with all surrounding life threads. No one is born Taviran. The pattern turns them to be one when there is a need, and they are only Taviran until they fulfill their purpose. So that is is interesting, right? Um, Loyal says this life is very unsettling, with Taviran for friends. So he's often commenting on the fact that they are Taviran. Uh, the Web of Destiny, I, uh, uh, Moraine has that moment. I think it's coming up actually pretty soon in this in the series where she talks about the Web of Destiny. So a Taviran is, is a central uh, focal point for a Web of Destiny in the pattern. Uh, these people are spun out and used by the wheel to correct itself when the weave begins to drift from the intended pattern. Since the purpose of Taviran is to influence life threads to create change. Uh, the, the destinies of Taviran themselves are more strictly controlled by the wheel of time itself than those of an average person. So these webs of destiny, uh, which there's an, also a term for that in the old time, which I won't even try to pronounce, uh, are almost always uh, arduous for those that live through that age, but are unfortunately um, ne a necessity for the wheel. Uh, the more change required, the more Taviran that are born. Uh, here is Loyal to Rand in the book. I'll read this to you. The wheel of time weaves the pattern of ages and the thread and the threads it uses are lives. It is not fixed. The pattern, not always. If a man tries to change the direction of his life and the pattern has room for it, the wheel just weaves on and takes it uh, and takes it in. There is always room for small changes, but sometimes the patterns simply won't accept a big change, no matter how hard you try. And sometimes the wheel bends a life thread or several threads in such a way that all the surrounding threads are forced to swirl around it. And those force other threads and those still others and on and on. The first bending to make the web, that is Taviran. And there is nothing you can do to change it, not until the pattern itself changes um the web of destiny it's called can last for weeks or for years it can take in a town or even the whole pattern so just some interesting stuff on your tabirin there yeah friends. and I, I i think i think it's going to be explained next episode as because i think we are going we already have to explain in the next episode because all of the sort of just show watchers are going to say i think it's naive well then what's going on with matt What's going on with Rand? What's going on with Perrin? And what's going on with Egwene? Because they all believe any of them could be the dragon, and they're all clearly more than just normal people. Mm -hmm. So I think I think that's I think that's why I think that's why we meet Loyal. It gets explained, and then we sort of can go from there. Yeah, and major spoilers here too. Last thing on on Taviran, uh, before we close up here, there are two people that we are going to meet this this season who have the gift of identifying Taviran. Not we've mentioned Loyal and like Ogi are being right. sensitive to that, but specifically. Logan and Suwon have a talent, have a gift for seeing Taviran, seeing a glow, 
uh, or seeing it like they have it's a gift that they can see. We have dreamers like Egwene is a dreamer, someone who can uh, walk in the dream world and all that kind of stuff and sees things that maybe uh, are, are to come. So there's different gifts that are given among those who can channel. And it's interesting that those two have that gift. And so you're probably right. We're probably going to see uh, some major conversation about Taviran, I hope. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we just wanted to pop on here and do some uh, we were just we had some videos we wanted to record to, for just to spice up for YouTube. And we said, you know what, we'll just do it as sort of a mini podcast here. And we'll also just go live because it's a ton of fun to do it that way. So, guys, thank you for hanging out with us here today. Thank you for hanging out with us last night. That was a ton of fun. We had like 150 people in here hanging out yeah, and crazy. Uh, uh, just absolutely crazy. And thank you guys all for the continued support. Absolutely love it. Don't worry, as and I have plenty, plenty, plenty more coming. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we will be going live next Thursday as well, right when the episode, right, you know, right once the episodes, I'll watch it and as will be, as will be doing a live watch yep. as well. And then we'll be back there hanging out and recording more episode, recording more content for you guys. So appreciate all you guys uh, coming in, hanging out, watching. Stay tuned for more. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Be sure to hit that like button. Check out our other podcasts as well. If you guys like Harry Potter, as and I run a Harry Potter podcast called The Elder Wand. If you like Game of Thrones, we run a podcast called Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. If you like Star Wars, we have a dedicated Star Wars show called Hyperspace Hangout. And uh, if you want extra content, you can check out Patreon for all of those projects. And you can check out Apple Premium, which if you subscribe over there, you actually get all of the exclusive content for all of the podcasts that we have i think it's super super cool so we really appreciate it, you guys thank you so much for watching and remember that the grave is no bar to our call Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.